Hello, you're listening to What the Dev. I'm your host, Christina Cardoza. Today, I'd like to share a conversation I had with Matt Billman and Chris Bach, co-founders of Netlify, a modern web development platform provider. Netlify coined the term Jamstack in 2015, which stands for JavaScript API and Markup. And since then, the architectural approach has been rising to tackle front-end development. Listen on to learn about the benefits, the trends, and the future of the front end. Explain to me a little bit about what Jamstack is, how you guys got involved in it, and why um, you know you thought it was necessary to put a term to this. Yeah. <clears throat> so basically, I mean, we we started Netlify because we started seeing this architectural change potentially happening on the web that that really believed in which consisted of really taking the whole like the front-end presentation layer and decoupling that into its own thing um, so you can like pre-build a, a front-end distributed on a global network and then talk from that network to different apis and services and and we saw this natural evolution that was already happening that that sort of the back-end layer of modern websites and web applications was already splitting into this concept of using no longer sort of one monolithic application, but just all these different APIs and services where some are your own, but a lot of them are other people's services like Stripe or Twilio or Contentful or Algolia and so on. Um, and we started seeing like a stronger and stronger trend in, in the front end community towards using different forms of build tools and bundlers and so on, and really introducing this concept of having a front end build that produced sort of an at self-standing front end that, that that you could deploy independent on what backends it's it's talked to. So we identified this early on and 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 saw that 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 it this was likely gonna happen as long as someone could provide like the the workflows and infrastructures to make that kind of architecture really viable for developers to work with. And yeah, then at that point we started to just talk to a lot of people in the space that that were that were doing things with the architecture in different forms whether it was by building single page applications or static site generators or um, anything in between um, and and we could see that that everybody was struggling with the fact that there wasn't really a nomenclature around like what do you call this architecture and how do you talk about it and that was when we started sort of uh, converging on on jamstack as as a way of giving a name to this Great. Now, um, you know, the idea of Jamstack has been around for a couple of years now, but it seems just recently it's been rising in popularity. So why do you think, um, you know, it's getting more interest today? I think that's, that's just the natural point of like, it, it takes a while from, from like, we, we saw this early on and started talking about it, right? And then I think over time, more and more people have just seen that, that it inherently makes sense. I think, of course, we've also had a had a role to play in being pioneers of of, of showing that this is a really viable architecture, also at at large scale, and um, and giving people like a, a platform around it that have has enough coherence to 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 not feel like every project is about hobbling together a lot of different services with duct tape, um, but but part of it is 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 just that generally as more and more of the ecosystem grows up and um, there are more and more services available to solve all the sort of issues around how would i do search with this architecture how would i do payments how would i do e-commerce and so on 
uh, as more and more vendors appear that that solve these users and as the tooling matures and so on this 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 approach to building for the web becomes more and more of sort of the why would i ever do anything else yeah i think I, I, it's it's sort of just kept on accelerating you're seeing it a lot now because of what matt is saying that the the ecosystem is developing so there's more and more sort of commerce solutions that that are focusing on this uh, but if you look at the whole headless revolution of CMSs, where Contentful was an early mover and there was a few of the others, now it's not just all the 20 or 30 new commercial plays that are born as headless. And headless just in this context means exactly what we're preaching, which is you take your content management system, your CMS, and you decouple it from your web presence. Those are no longer the same thing. You have your content management as an API, and then you can have your website uh, pre-built with Netlify, for example. And, and uh, um, now it doesn't matter if it's Adobe Experience Manager or Kentico or Magnolia or Sitecore that, that you know the, the big enterprise presences, or if it's Drupal or or uh, or any of the others really, they all sort of focusing on a future where where they, they exist headlessly because they have to. Right? This idea of coupling the, the monolithic uh, uh, app to the website to the, to whatever system you use that is going away. At, 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 a, at a you know at a very very significant speed right and so right now the it's looking like we, we'll we'll keep calling it Jamstack and, and Netlify we, we're sort of lucky to have this first mover uh, advantage as far as, as being this consolidated platform that plays for it but I think the future will tell how it plays out once what the one thing that we're seeing is is by now a sort of a point of no return is we absolutely certain of is that is that the web is moving away from one of the big applications. And that has gone really fast. A year ago, I could still have some discussions with, you know, clients or whoever that would say, well, you know, we'll see. And now it's sort of a question of, well, will it go to Netlify? Will, will we call it Jamstack and so on, right? We'll, we'll see. But um, uh, for now, that's, that's sort of how the pink, uh, picture looks like. But no one is in doubt that, of course, they're moving off monoliths. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just that the price you're paying for performance, for scalability, for compatibility with modern workflows, uh, for cost, uh, for what it costs to maintain, staging service, testing environments, all of those things. And you're, you're getting fewer and fewer and fewer benefits as, as the Jamstack evolves and slices away uh, from it, right? So I think that's why we, we really have this, this come to Jesus moment sort of collective where we are saying, okay, no more monolithic web applications. It might take a company five years to move off it, but they know they're moving off it. Then uh, uh, I think I think that's the, the the rocket fuel for 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 us collectively starting to to really adapt Jamstack so fast. So what does the the tool ecosystem look like for um, Jamstack? Obviously, you guys provide services, but are there um, you know many other offerings or tools out there to help developers yeah. take advantage of Jamstack? <laughs> Yeah, I would say there's there's a whole range of them. That, like I mean, of course, we we provide sort of a back, basic platform for getting everything online and driving the whole workflow and and so on, right? Then there's a lot of different players in the in the tooling space of um, the frameworks that developers use to build sites with, ranging from Gatsby or Next to Eleventy or Noxt or Scully or uh, any of those. There's a obviously like a whole API economy that has more and more just opened up to being consumed from this stack. Um, a large set of them is like, of course, the, the, the content APIs like uh, Contentful or Sanity, 
um, like this existing CMSs that are now retooling to to offer headless mode like Ghost or Magnolia or Sitecore. Um, then there's uh, then then there are existing services like Stripe or Algolia that are just like inherently very very well suited for this way of building. And then we're seeing completely new um, stacks like um, or new new services like um, Commerce Layer or Nacelle. Um, for e-commerce or take shape as a layer to glue together different APIs and have content sync between them. Um, so we, we're seeing a richer and richer ecosystem grow up with, with more and more tooling available to developers. And also very important is, is, is something like this always starts as grassroots, right? So every headless CMS was, well, you know, Sightleaf and Cloud Cannon and Consentful and Forestry and what are they all called, right? <laughs> We know all of them, but um, uh, now you're seeing like the, the big existing players, they're of course not gonna say, oh, as there's a shift in, in, in web architecture, we're just gonna go away. So, so they're embracing this as well. And we're, we're in, in active dialogues now with, I think all of them, um, because Netlify is sort of geared to be a very good sort of uh, a technical partner for them. But, um, uh, and you see the same for, for all, we're also speaking with uh, Shopify and a bunch of others that both wants to use Netlify for their own things. and and want to move over here. And, and even if it's some that are sort of working this way already, they just want to start, okay, we need to start talking about it, right? For our employer brand, for developers or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, the, the, there's, in everything is, it's, it's the Jamstack didn't really start with the Jamstack, it started with the API economy, right? So it's, it's more 14 years than it's five, right? It started with microservices, where 20 years ago, you built out your payment gateway and host on your web server. And when we started, that would be like straight up masochistic, right? Two lines of JavaScript, and from the browser, you're connecting to PayPal or Stripe. And, and I guess the real question is, why, like, why would you want to do anything else, right? So, so we are more sort of coming full circle with that. And, and I, I think that's also why it's, it's sort of, it makes sense for so many people is that, well, we already understand why the monoliths were something that we had to abandon in favor for more microservices, you know, agile teams and all those things. We, We've all been sort of very aware of, of what that meant for our workflows and productivity. And so what we are saying is, hey, let's go full circle. Let's not have a monolithic web application. That, that, that just is the largest surface area of attack known to man. Let's get rid of that as well. Um, and, uh, and so there's so many parts of the ecosystem that, that, uh, that is evolving to fit the Jamstack or born to as a Jamstack service. But then there's the whole front end revolution. So Git, for example, wasn't born for Jamstack, of course, right? But it fits incredibly well with this idea of, of having consistent layers of data, which is what Git is all about, right? And if you look at React or Vue or, or, or Ember, and uh, sorry, Ember, but, but, but yeah, all the, the, the uh, Angular, all the Next and so on, right? All the, the JavaScript frameworks, right? They are, they are uh, extremely well geared for, for this as well, right? Because they're sort of empowering front end developers to to do a ton of stuff that they couldn't do before. And all the, the, the built tools. Netlify has about 60% of the largest open source projects in the world using us within our space, right? So we have like 80 out of the largest uh, hundreds of site generators. We have all the frameworks that I just mentioned, they are Netlify, um, the JavaScript frameworks. We also have Docker and Kubernetes and, and HashiCalls, Terraform and so on also using us. So 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 we're very, very close to that. That that new web economy, if you want to, or new web ecosystem, if you, if you want to talk about it like that. 
So, you know, when moving off of monolithic architecture and moving to microservices or continuing evolving your microservices, are developers typically using um, Jamstack or is there alternatives to Jamstack? I think if if you're moving off uh, a monolithic web application today, then you might say, I don't want to call it Jamstack, I want to call it something else. I don't know. But but Jamstack is sort of it, right? I mean, like, Either if, if you're doing server-side rendering in front end, then it is a traditional dynamic app. It might be a new traditional uh, uh, legacy way of building it. Like that is a, a tool that didn't exist before, but the reality is it's still a monolithic application. You have to separate your front end from your back end. You have to separate your building from your hosting. And that's the very definition of Jamstack. So I would say Jamstack is also loosely enough defined that that, that would cater any movement into that, right? So then there's a lot of different ways of doing it, right? Some are just doing it, uh, you know, with Matt was talking about SPAs and so on, right? We have gigantic uh, publishers that have millions of sites and both conference sites and e-commerce and stores and, and uh, uh, forums and all these things that are also embracing it. Uh, and they're using a ton of different microservices as well and a bunch of serverless code to tie it together. And, and so there's not one way of doing it in the Jamstack. It's, it's, it's a little broader than that. And that's also on purpose, Matt and I, we never talked about Netlify as being part of the acronyms, right? Which, which you normally do if you look at Linux and Lampstack and, and Mongo and MeanStack and so on, because we didn't want to tie it up to, to just Netlify. We wanted to truly describe what is a new and better way to build for the web, something that, that anyone in the space, even if they were competing with Netlify, would want to, uh, to, to embrace. Great. And you mentioned um, this in the beginning of the conversation, but what really are the benefits of, you know, Jamstack over, you know, traditional ways of working. I think, I think there's a lot of parts to it. Yeah, Matt, do you want to take it from the top? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of part to it. Like one, one part that's very defining is just that the, the front end tooling in itself has evolved really quickly through frameworks like um, React and Vue and Angular and so on and and even just in terms of the the capabilities of modern browsers really evolving right and that has sort of meant that that for developers the idea of really being full stack and working across all the stack becomes harder and harder when just the the front end browser part has so many possibilities and also when user demands goes more and more towards like you want to build really compelling interactive dynamic experiences in the browser right like so one of the big advantage i think with the with the jamstack is by having this clear decoupling you can have front-end developers really just focus on building that layer and owning the whole life cycle uh, around it um, and that's also what's allowed tools like netlify to sort of go in and say as long as you stick to this architectural pattern we can we can take care of the whole workflow from you write code till it's running live in front of your your users. Um, so I think that's that's been an important driver. And then apart from that, once you once you have this approach, the fact that you can take this front end layer and you can pre-build it and you can globally distribute it, it means that that for users all over the world, you get a, a, a really big uh, increase in 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 the time it takes from when you type a URL in 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 your browser until you get content in front of you, you like that that process gets much much faster globally right um, so you get much better performance you also get much better scalability just from decoupling the build step from the actual hosting step um, 
and in the same way like traditional platforms have really been plagued by by security issues when you have like one very big monolithic application that runs a program that touches a lot of different surface areas every time someone interacts it's been very hard to secure and we've seen that with wordpress and drupal and and the constant stream of of, of security issues there again once you take the build layer and completely remove it from from what the users interact with you you take away like the, most of the surface area from from for those attacks yeah so if in other words it's faster because you don't have a single point of origin you're multiple and you don't have to build for every incident it's much safer because of the lack of surface area attack it's much more scalable because again you have the all these different points of presence and there's no compute involved so you can scale much easier then it's a lot more compatible with modern workflows a funny thing with Git when we started was that it was one of those things that had gone through uh, a niche and growth and maturing to a mature stage incredibly fast. So when we started, it had already become default. 70% of web developers were using Git. But but the reality was that, yeah, Git is social coding and it's you know pull request and new nomenclature and new way of doing things. But if you dive a little deeper, what Git is all about is consistent layers of data. And the legacy web is something that sort of runs on the fly. And then we learned how to, because Git grew up next to it, so we took snapshots of databases and microservices and so on. But this way of building is all about that, right? Like you have a consistent pre-built version, you click a button and you roll back immediately within milliseconds, right? It, it fits this workflow. And, and so, so that's also a huge advantage. And then there's the, the, the translated advantages that means. So I spent 15 years in agency and for, my, for me, it was a huge thing this idea that if I lead a WordPress site alone for a couple of weeks, then there's like a 50% chance that something bad happened uh, because the half time is so bad. I mean, like at Netlify, we get 100 million requests a month that starts with WP admin. So just malware trying to infect the, the you know, WordPress server just in case we had one, right? And, and um, uh, uh, with Netlify or, or with Jamstack, because you, you're pre-building it and you, and you don't build on the fly, you can leave it alone for 30 years and it's still going to be there. Obviously, the build would be fundamentally broken on the developer's computer, and they would have to probably just start over, right, after 30 years. But, but the idea is that 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 if it the build breaks, it breaks with your developer, right, rather than break what's live for everyone else. Um, and and that's that's just such a huge difference. And then there's the overhead of staging environments and uh, development environments and all these things that everyone has to have the same version of apache and php and all these other things and anyone that's worked with this practically know how many times that in reality and the practicality sort of messes up right or oh shoot that state environment had live access to real data uh oh that's not secure and all these things but in this way with netlify for example it's just once you deploy you push to git and we run all the code for you, you get a, 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 a URL pushed back to you that pings you in Slack by a webhook, and that's it. So, so that is your staging environment. Because it's not running on a server, what's on your laptop and what's live for anyone else is always going to be the same thing. And a, and a staging environment is just a custom URL, right? So, so, so the workflow advantages you get from that are monumental. It just means that you're moving so much faster. Um, and then there's this whole way of using Git that when you go next layer in it, where, where Netlify more is less about the Jamstack more about Netlify, but, but with us, because we have a microservice gateway and all that things considered, you can just push serverless functions to Git, and then you don't have to roll up Lambda, you don't have to configure the gateway or anything like that. It just runs, we do it for you. 
And so now you have dynamic serverless code that becomes part of your immutable deploys. So it's really giving developers powers in this way of saying, hey, I can just push to Git. Of course, some of those things, the, the latter things I mentioned, they're not just part of the Jamstack, but, but Netlify solution, right? But Jamstack is what opens the door for us to be able to provide it in the first place. Um, so, so there's both productivity and developer reasons for, for that, why they prefer the Jamstack, but there's very much also the, the overall sort of performance and security and scalability and maintenance and, and in general is saving resources that are super important for the enterprises that, that are sort of footing the bill of, of any large web project. That's all the time we have for today. Until next time, you've been listening to What the Dev.